I'm Elise. And I'm Lizzie. And you're listening to Cool Moms Podcast. Are we on the air? Welcome back. Hi. Hey, welcome back to Cool Moms. This is the last episode we're recording of 2018. How does that make you feel, Liz? I don't know. Bittersweet. I love Cool Moms. It's so fun. It's just not ending. I know, but, you know, it's like New Year. We started it. We did. We started this year. Uh Uh-huh. We're on episode 11. Yeah. I think we should stop counting because I get confused. We have to count. Okay. It is episode 11. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going strong until episode (laughs) 40,000. At 40,000, someone has given us some sort of much bigger deal and we have moved onward and upward. Yes, that's true. 40,000, uh, like, your babies are damn near 50 years old. Anybody care what you gotta say? <laughs> What's been going on with this you this week? This week in motherhood. You first. Oh, okay. I was gonna go first and then I was like, let me be polite and offer, mm-hmm. offer the mic to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... A couple of things. The, let me just start with like the most exciting, I guess, thing that's happened this week is that Sergeant took his first steps. Yes. Oh my gosh, that made me so excited. It oh gave me god. hope. Oh my god. And I really would not, we were like at a friend's house and there was a bunch of us there. And I would not have believed that it happened if other people were not around. <laughs> I was like shocked. And Believe he just him. did it. He did it so casually. He was just like, I need to go walk and get my shoe. So he like stood up and walked like three steps and picked up his shoe just like he does it. Walk it like a duck, walk it like a duck, walk it like a duck, That's exactly what he did. <laughs> so that was like such a milestone. I'm super excited um, for him to like, you know, really get into his groove, find his step, usher in his first year of life, mm-hmm. talking, walking. Congratulations, uh, Sarge. That makes I? me so exciting because when I hear these stories and when we kind of share like our baby milestones, it's like it gives us a little bit of something to look forward to. It's like, yeah. okay, Sergeant's doing that now. I'm expecting Aaron to do that soon or vice versa. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, aside from that, so I've found some small joys in my week. One of which small, small joys, like little things oh, that okay. make you that bring you joy. Got it. And one of them is the Great British Baking Show. Random. It is on Netflix. I have noticed that there are a lot of people who are tuning in. This show is addictive. Okay. I it makes me think in a British accent. It makes me <laughs> what a perpetrator. <laughs> I start talking and I'm like, oh, her creme pat is just oh, it's cuddled. <laughs> Her creme pat has curdled. <laughs> I, I just imagine you practicing this in your home because no one's looking but you and Sergeant. Exactly. So I talked to Sergeant like, Sergeant, what do you think about her um, her rough pastry? I think she absolutely should have done a full pastry. A full, a full. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And Sergeant's like, yo, shut up. Yo, do me a favor, He ma. loves it. Do me a favor, ma. Please stop. Anyways. So... One of the stories and one of the people on the show in particular really resonated with me. And I'm sharing the story because I want our UK followers to find Nadia. (laughs) I want y'all to find Nadia and I want y'all to put Nadia onto cool moms. And then I want to meet her and I want to have her on the show and I want to hug her. So, hey, Nadia. Hey, Nadia. I just, Nadia's story resonated with me because she's a mom, a mom. She's a mom of three. A mom. A mom of three. And, <laughs> uh, you know, as her husband said, she's done nothing for herself oh, since she's had children. Are you <laughs> really think you're doing this right now? Okay, I was, <laughs> she hasn't done anything for herself since having the kids. And she like, you just saw her confidence build over every episode. And then she fucking won. Sorry. Spoiler alert, she wins, I think it was like season four. Nadia wins. Oh, gosh. She's a woman of color. She's a Muslim woman. She wears her headscarf. I just was like here for everything that she represented on TV. Did you say that when she won, she looked... She just looked shocked. She just looked shocked, and I I cried. Of course she did, (laughs) with your crying ass. So anyways, the Great British Baking Show has brought me much joy. I'm very appreciative, especially with the turn of this weather. Which can really bring on my seasonal 
affective disorder. <laughs> That's not funny, but but truly. Because you're in your room going, I'm mom. Yeah. Um, it's so cold outside, Sergeant. I think we're just going to stay inside and perhaps order some seamless. So. Oh, <laughs> you really um, worked on this. All right, whatever. It's yours. Um, so that's been bringing me a lot of joy this week. And then I guess in a, in a bigger note, I've had so many really great art opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. coming so excited in for you. fast. 2019 is the year of my seeds go. being planted and manifesting and growing into tall oak trees. Yes. Hello. Hello. So I'm really psyched to just get back into my creative groove um, and have these opportunities. But it brought up the question of what happens when all the things you've been asking for now come to fruition? You swim through them. Are you ready? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been asking and asking and asking and now they're all coming in. And I'm like, okay. Let me brace myself. Let me step into my emperor energy that I mentioned last episode. Yep, Be grateful for every moment. Yeah. And, you know, I've had all this creative energy and now I need to lay the roads to get to the destination. You know, your creative energy has rubbed off of mine. Ooh, do tell. I don't need to, but (laughs) I'm just saying, just let it be known that that's what's happening. It's like, I feel like, you know, what's happening to you. You've given me the the seeds of it as well, and I'm starting to get that back. And so I'm like pollinating, in, pollinating. I'm like in fashion again. I'm moving and I'm managing time and blah blah blah. But this is not my weekend motherhood. This is yours. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Pulls the mic back. Don't worry, I'm wrapping up. <laughs> Coming in. Almost done. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the timer. <laughs> oh, I don't want your timer for mine. Thank you. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just really happy to be stepping in, back into my creative force and really feeling and, and being inspired again and like grateful that I'm inspiring you. Uh, Liz and I are going to be collaborating even more mm. in like new fun capacities in you 2019. Just wait for it. It's going to be great. Yes. And um, I guess aside from that, uh, it's my favorite holiday coming up. So we wanted to do something special, right, for this week in motherhood. Yes. But my favorite holiday being the new year. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm never ready for your finishes. I'm like, I, we're always on different pages, if you notice. Well, I like to keep you on your toes. Okay, whatever. Um, so I just wanted to think about this year. This year has been big for both of us. Both of us had babies this year. I guess I'll talk for myself. I mm-hmm. had a child this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and You know what? I'm just going to brag. Actually, I'm going to say all the. I'm going to take a page out of Gigi's book and I'm going to do like a quick recap of the things I'm really proud of myself this year. I'm going to write my story down and read it to Mm y'all. So this year I had a whole child, human, amazing Sergeant Shakur Farrar. I interviewed Raphael Sadiq and it got printed in Believer magazine, which was really big for me. Really excited about that to get back into writing. Uh, We started Cool Moms. I... My first book, my first children's book came out, How Mamas Love Their Babies. I finished my second children's book, which will be coming out January 2019, mm. The Nightlife of Jacuzzi Gasket. Mm. Okay. Then we, uh, what else happened? You had a lot. Yeah, was, only, that was only like April. So you got all the rest of the months to keep Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just like stepped into a lot more creative projects and... Uh, most notably Cool Moms, mm-hmm. which super proud of yes. to have started this in August and to already see the kind of community that we built and to see what's on the horizon for Cool Moms. We have a lot of really exciting things coming in the new year. So yes. I'm proud of me and I'm proud of us. What month was it when we sat down at um, the Thai restaurant and and you... The babies were young. So I think they were, I think they were like 10 weeks old or something like that. So what is that like... February, March, February. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around then. It was so nice outside. It was before I left for the summer. I took that sabbatical. Also, a year of a lot of healing, unearthing things, and I'm really excited about the books that I'm closing in 2018 to uh, open up to my blessings in 2019. You've been doing so. a lot of panel talks, um, really successful panel talks. She does. She does talk on a panel. <laughs> Oh, is that what we're doing? We speak in third person. Is yeah. that what the year got you? you just, yeah. That damn when, really, can... when you feel your okay. cooch, you okay. got to okay. talk right. in third yeah, person. She does. She does. She does. She does. Wipes bang. 
<laughs> so um, that's been my week and year of motherhood. And I'm feeling really good and ending on a, um, a really positive note and a really um, ambitious, enthusiastic note to bring in a new year. Come in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That should be it. That's your my call. Thing. Your call for 2019. <laughs> That's a bird call. Oh, yeah. A little Cardi BB-ish. Okay, well. All the same. Liz. My week in motherhood, do you ask? Yes, please. Do share, darling. Okay. Liz, how was your week in motherhood? You don't stop it. <laughs> I must say my week in motherhood is always great because I have a beautiful child to share my life with. I've been making the most popping jingles. I might have to actually share with you my last jingle I made with Aram. It's like me really doing a ballad. Okay. But I don't know if I... Uh, I'll send it to y'all. Like, in the background, Akeem don't was be like, lame. So, okay, whatever, but I'm not going to do it. Okay. Um, yeah, this week in motherhood, I was thinking so much on uh, the idea of disciplining a child. Mm. My child is 11 months old, so obviously I'm not referring to disciplining an 11-month-old. I think that is cruel and torture. Um, but I do notice as she's growing, she's gaining a personality and that personality is quite a little bit of a feisty one but she's so sweet and she's so warm and welcoming always but um i've been noticing both her father and i saying things like stop don't do that and mm-hmm. she's giving me that <laughs> bitch look i don't think she's saying that no no she does okay she does um and she just is you know doing what a baby does which is her own thing. Anything. Anything. <laughs> anything however she wants to. And I think she is growing and understanding, like, the idea of, like, okay, they're putting a little bit more aggression in their voice, so it's not right. So when Akeem says, stop, she cries. Mm. And he doesn't even have to say it that hard. He can be like, stop. Um, and this had me thinking about, like, oh, girl, how are you going to discipline? Because I'm thinking about how I was raised versus how I want to raise Aram and how I want to discipline her. And with that comes, um, I guess, the new way of me not enacting aggression when I'm disciplining her, not being forceful, obviously not hitting, opposite of how I raised. I mean, I wasn't beaten or abused, but... Um, Did you get beat with a belt? Maybe. Okay. I'm sure. A shoe. Yeah, a shoe, a shoe, a hand... And, like, my oldest sister, shout out to DJ Amshat, and she would hit me. And it was fine. And it's like, I think it's okay. Disciplining is okay. Like, I think a child needs discipline. I'm fine mm-hmm. and I'm A-OK. And I like to think of myself as a, a really great disciplinarian. Um, when I say that, I mean, like, I feel like I don't have to be physical and I can just use my tone of voice and I can just use just the level of respect to get a child to listen to me and um, and stop. Yeah. <laughs> so far, it has not been working <laughs> with Erin, but I don't expect it to because, again, she's 11 months old. Right. Um, but then this really got me into deep thought, like I always am in deep thought, of like how I plan to stick to the whole, like, no physical hitting. I don't want her to be fearful of me, mm. but I do think that some sort of feel, fear in a child is, I mean, from how I was raised, mm-hmm. is it's what calls for respect. It's that mm-hmm. allowed me to, I know when my parents were like, no, you want me to break your neck, as my dad would say. And it was just, a, it's a Nigerian thing. Yeah, it's, like, I'll break it's a neck. black thing. Is, is it, I'll break your neck? I thought it was, yeah. he, I'll break your neck, I'll break it back. I'll knock you out. I'll knock you out. That was, that was, he didn't ever have to do it, but it was one of those things like, <laughs> your face is like, I don't know about you. <laughs> he didn't ever have to do it, but it was one of those things like, mm. And Akeem actually does that whole, oh, like the masculine, mm-hmm. aggressive voice to her. And she gets so startled and shook up and she cries. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want her to be fearful of anyone. And I really don't. I want to raise her in a way that she is not fearful, but she's very respectful. Right. Um, and that sounds all good until she's knocking down my books right. and, and breaking glass. Like she's broken so much glass in the house. That's baby stuff. That's though. baby stuff. But I'm like, Aram, stop. I think the bigger question is when she is cognizant of what she's doing and she very clearly is disobeying you. Yes. And it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to stick to my guns of like being patient and talking to her? Or I'm giving like, no, no, it's taking too long. I need her to stop now. I have no time to be, you know, mama peace, mama guma. <laughs> and like, hey, this is why this is wrong. I'm like, yo, you want me to do it again and I'm gonna knock you. Yeah. I'm gonna pow pow your hand, you know? I'm like, pow pow. A pow pow. Yeah, my mom's been using that term. I've, I've been picking pow, that pow. out. It's a you nice want pow, You want a pow pow? Yes. Yeah. 
And I'm like, do I? Will I pop out? Like, I'm a person who will pinch a kid. <laughs> I used to get pinched by my mom. I will pinch you. I will flick you. Um, and, you know, Akeem is like, yeah, this is how we grew up. That's fine. That doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. But it's like, I also respected adults. And that was how I brought up. But did you, though? Because I did not respect adults because they physically punished me. That made me resent them. and made me figure out, like, when I get older, I'm, I'm going to show you. Up. Yeah, yep. That and didn't make me respect true. anyone. And that's that. That's yeah. I don't want her to grow up on that sort of fear. I want her to be able to communicate like, yeah, she's not going to always listen, but I just don't want her to fear anyone. I want her to be so fearless. Like I also I yeah, I got I'm not going to admit I was always a little tough one, but I, I did fear some adults, mm-hmm. even though I know they weren't going to hit me. But I just didn't even want them to cross that path of disrespecting me to be hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, I kind of want that for her. I don't want her to be physically abused, even if it's a little pow pow. I just don't want it. So it's like, well, yeah, because I think it's also this idea of like it sends mixed signals, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're not, if something is not going the way that you intend for it to go, then you can use physical force on someone. Right. right. So then how it's you get an easy ex- way? It's it is an easy way. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, because I, I hit people when out. I don't. I hit people when I don't like when I things don't, don't go right. Do okay. That. Well, <laughs> do you get what you got to get? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. It works for you. <laughs> I hit. Okay. And it's also very weird, though, because I always said, like, I don't want Aram to be a bully in school. I do not want her to right. get bullied in school. But if she gets touched in school, one thing that will be a tradition is, oh, if someone touches you, you're going to whip their ass, Aram. And I'm going to watch you whip their ass. <sighs> yes. I uh. mean, I get it. It's mixed. That happened to me before. I had a girl bully me and punk me out of my coat right? no nope. or she she punked me and then i got so scared i left my coat in nope. the movie theater and i remember my dad being like now you got to get in the ring and fight her yep yeah no. it's wrong yeah it's wrong it's it. it's wrong i don't it's like ugly. and i think that it's um <laughs> i think it's like trauma epigenetic trauma from from slavery to be honest it is and that's why i just want her to be able to communicate and use words and you know be fearless be respectful I'm asking for a lot. And not and so no, I think not. it's a lot of things of like me not being lazy. Don't be lazy, Lizzie. And not that but if she does something crazy, I might have to put a little huh in it. But her dad does a lot of huh already. Yeah. He's like, yo, chill, she's eleven months old eleven months old. You gotta like, figure out what the dynamic is gonna be between mm-hmm. the two of you too. And I, it has to be good cop, bad cop. I don't want her to be scared by no man. No. So he she's the he's the first man in her life. So when he puts aggression, I'm like, No, 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 you don't do that. Right. Like you cannot do it. He's I like, agree. like no chill. Um, that is my week in motherhood. Trying to figure. Wait, out. I want to know um about your oh, your you want to know about my what I'm your year, my year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't have any amazing humble brags. I mean, life is beautiful. I don't think, okay, but uh, it was not like this. January had a baby, had an amazing home birth. Um, realized how amazing. Mm-hmm my partner is but more so how much how amazing i am right. my home birth was absolutely beautiful it was incredible it was actually just shining um shining, shining. two weeks later right. two weeks later but I, I became a homeowner after giving birth i became a homeowner yeah within two weeks at, um, at the tender age of 21 at, the age, <laughs> at that fresh <laughs> age of 16 at fresh period age um i got my period this year Um, what else i uh, i reconnected with an old friend and she has brought so much might be oh talk about her okay what she do for you okay whatever blondie uh (laughs) i reconnected with an old friend and she has brought a new endeavor into my life which is called moms and it's been a new a new path, a new journey, and it's been absolutely beautiful. I've met so many awesome people this year. Um, I let go of a bunch of corny people this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, what else? What's happening? I think this you did a lot of self work. I year. did a lot of self work <clears throat> for the first time, and I don't ever do that. I did a lot of self work. I did stick to my guns and say I was going to build furniture. And I built a beautiful dining table. That you built that my, table? Not with my bare hands, but I designed it and continued okay. it. Okay. Um, I, I took a break and felt less guilty. Um, I was I spent time with my daughter this year. Uh, I didn't travel as much, but I'm not going to talk about things that I didn't do. Right. This Wait, is about, you also went to South Africa. 
I did go to South oh, Africa. Oh, wow. Hello, hello. I can't believe you had to be reminded of this. Wow. wow. Uh, I got engaged this year to, <laughs> to my best Somebody friend. Somebody put a ring on. Somebody Aww. put a ring on to my best friend of 13 years. He made an honest woman out he of you. He made an honest it's woman about- out of you. I, mean, I, I made an honest man out of this sucker. Oh. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. I you had a really adult year. You had a baby, you bought a house, and you got engaged. What? Blessings. Yeah, I even got a car. <laughs> you learned how to drive? That was three years ago, okay. but same thing. Wow. Same thing, same thing, same thing. Um, yeah, I'm grown. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to ask you about the wedding, too. Like, have you started planning? I decided um, 10 hours, five hours ago, that I think City Hall is looking cuter. I don't want to spend time, I don't want to spend money that I don't have on, because, you know, I wanted to do a destination wedding. Right. And it was like Italy, Mexico, blah, blah, all these different things. But honestly, I was like, am I doing it for myself or am I doing it for, you know, to show? Right. Am I doing it for my family? And I'm like, well, I don't want to do it for anyone. And I don't want to spend that money I don't have. I want to put that money towards a business and I want to put that money towards property. Yeah. Um, no matter how cheap or how large the wedding might be, I don't want to spend it on that. I think City Hall might be the cuter place. Maybe I'll regret that. it, but maybe I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. It's your love. Do yeah. it the way you want to do it. Yeah, this year was I don't cute. think you're going to regret investing and making money. I, I know how money happy makes uh-huh. money makes you. Uh-huh. I was working a lot this year. I always work, but I was working a lot this year. Very African. Very African. Like the Nigerian came out of me and multiple jobs. So the ultimate Nigerian. All right, eight seconds. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you this year. <laughs> well, speaking of hardworking, we have the one and only Latham Thomas of Glow Maven. She's a doula, author, and creator of Mama Glow. Thank you so much for joining us, Latham. Welcome to Cool Moms. I'm so excited to be here. Ooh. Yes. We're really excited to have you. Mm-hmm. There's like so much juicy stuff we want to talk to you about. Yes. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> she holds a mango. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna peel that here? You know, I had considered peeling it here, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just gonna play with it. Because you know mango is real juicy. It, it, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Oh, I have cake for you. All right. Oh, okay. thank you. Um, <laughs> What's the problem? Just to, just to start off, um, I just... How was your day? What did you do today? You know, my day was really beautiful. Um, it started by getting back to New York on standby on a flight. Ooh. Um, From... Miami wasn't sexy being up super early and like I thought I was gonna get on but I was the last person to get on and I got an aisle seat and I got the leg room on the exit aisle so I was happy oh okay oh okay that's a good thing yeah yeah okay I like the window seat you do a window seat that's true it depends. Know. If I want to sleep, I'm scared of my head falling into the aisle and getting hit with the cart. I yep. always, I'm always getting hit by <laughs> by a cart, by hips, by somebody's bag. Yeah, always. But it, I get up all the time. So, yeah. I saw you partying in Miami. Oh Lord. Ooh. Ooh. You party hard or no? No. You party cute. I party cute. I don't drink like that. You know, okay. like I might drink something, but most of the time I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I try to, you know, just, hey, okay. what's up? You know, <laughs> do relax. you dance, dance? I do dance. Now, okay. this is the thing. I really think that they need to start some parties for us grown people. Who know how to dance. Who and, know how to dance. And well, who to also want to go to bed. Right? Like, <laughs> so I don't want to go. what time does the party start? Well, I think it has to start, bef- like, back in the day, I used to have the energy. Be like, okay, it's 11 o'clock. I'm thinking about getting myself together to go out. Mm-hmm. My clothes is in the dryer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, you leave at... 12 mm-hmm. and then you go and you go out to like 3 30 whatever we used to do that downtown all the time house music hip-hop r&b and then Ooh. it was amazing and all of that doesn't exist anymore you know no. we had this thing called body and soul back in the day mm. we had apt we had like a lot of really amazing opportunities to dance and so now it's just like at a party yeah and then nobody else by the way there's like five people dancing and everybody's everybody looking like at this. each other and like i think i seen her on instagram or not <laughs> i think she got ten thousand followers but is that her i think i don't know yo right it's it's crazy <laughs> so how are y'all though good yeah. good celebrating a, the year and just going over our accomplishments and what we're grateful for and all the beautiful things that have been flourishing and, yes you know yeah Patting ourselves on the back. Yes. Yeah, we we must do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, let's let's talk about your year. Yes. Okay. What are the things you're really proud of this year? Mm. I just thank God. You know, I think that 
The things that I'm most proud of. Well, number one, I have a son. He's 15. Hey, 10th grade. Hey. What's his name? Fulano. Oh. He's awesome. I mean, just relishing the fact that your kids don't want to hang out because there's a day that they don't. So, but now it's like, he's like, oh, he texts me stuff like, yo, check out this beat I made. I'm like, cool. He's like, but in your headphones. He's a DJ. He's a DJ. He plays music. He produces and stuff. It's awesome. So now we can, now we listen to the same music. It's cool. Very cool. So I'm proud of him, of course. And just like, you know, raising a black child in these (sighs) streets. Um, You know, it's not easy. Um, A black boy. A black boy. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just thankful. And, um, you know, in my work, I'm, I'm really excited that this year we launched a doula immersion program. It centers women of color in our experience. And um, we've had women from around the world from like six continents show up. It's like people wow. from as far as Thailand. It's amazing. And, um, and we, we had like 100 women come through like in wow. less than six months. International. We, yo, we're going to launch in L.A. in January in Paris. Paris. Paris in April. Ooh, it's gonna be amazing. We're international too. That's what we're doing, right? I we keep it international. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, where were you? Because I want to get into all the doula work, right? Yeah, I want to get all, all of the like yeah. beautiful healing work, the, the work that you do. But before you became a mother, right yes. before yes. sitting on the precipice of motherhood, yes. What did life look like for you? What were you, like your dreams and your mm. hopes? You know, I was young when I had my son. I was like twenty three. So I was just like all my dreams were at the inception point. Living where? Where were you living? I was here. I was, I went to Columbia and Mm. I graduated and I met a guy. I knew him when I was in school and he was older and stuff. And, you know, we ended up connecting and add water and I was pregnant and, you know what I mean? It was just like this instant thing. And, mm-hmm. um, I know that's right. You thought life was written out for you. Sure, I know that's I'm right. I'm a baby. Okay. You know, I'm, we ready. I'm earthy. You know? And, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So I was, I was really, you know, what I think for me was the, the introduction to the work was when I got pregnant because I grew up in California. I studied oh. with the master herbalist. I'm from Oakland. Like I knew a lot about plant systems and botany. And um, so a lot of like the understanding that I have from natural sciences, I brought into like my pregnancy experience. And then I was at a, actually this building is 220, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my son was born on 222 West 14th. Oh, oh wow! Down the block, down the block, and so it's actually right now. There's a club called Up and Down, or maybe it's called the Darby. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my son thinks he was born in a nightclub because <laughs> he's like right <laughs> next door to where he was born. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I had this amazing experience at this birth center. It was the only freestanding birth center in New York City. It was called Elizabeth Seaton. It was amazing. And, um, you know, I was living on 23rd Street and it was like seven blocks away and it was incredible. You We're know, talking about 2004. 2003. 2003. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And so after that experience of having this beautiful birth, walking home like six hours later, like, where are the grownups? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like and, right. And then it was like, okay, I knew though, right after the experience of having my son, that I was going to protect this experience for women, that I was going to show up. I, I remember saying to people, I have to protect this for women. Nobody is telling us that this is our birthright. Nobody is telling us how sacred our bodies are and that our ancestors show up with all the wisdom to carry us through. And so we need to really um, reclaim the body as sacred, reclaim the process, and also go back to the ancestral traditions, you know, mm. and, and really, for me, it's about... Um, you know, bringing into the room our ancestors, you know, when we do this work. And so it's it's definitely a calling, um, but it's also for our sisters to to come and show up because we need to see others like us when we go deliver our babies. Was that the case when you were at the birthing center? You know, I had, I didn't have a doula. I had, there was like four women present. Um, my midwife was actually white, but there was maybe like four or five care providers that were black that wow. I got to see. What made you choose the birthing center? You know, I I just kind of didn't think otherwise. Instinctual. It was totally instinctual. Because yeah. yeah. I had no education about, like, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That feels right. My body can do this. Like, 
I'm part of a lineage. This mm-hmm. is what we do. I'm supposed to do this. Right? That's it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It wasn't like, oh, let me belabor this idea. It was like, mm-hmm. and he was with it too. My son's father was actually the one to say, you know, you should try this birth center. We should check it out. Wow. And then we went there and we were like, this is where we're having our baby. Yeah. We were young. It was it was amazing. And there was no internet like it is today. What about health insurance? Were you worried about that? Yo, so guess what? Because my son cost, was free. My son cost three dollars. No. He he cost three dollars to deliver at the birth center. <sighs> and you know why? Because my insurance, um, so I was out of college, right? And you know there's like a window where like you could carry the insurance mm-hmm. and like there's one day you wake up and you try to go get something done and they're like, <laughs> no, yo, sorry, you're not, you're not covered. Like, Hi. Um, <laughs> do you have another card? Yeah. You um, weren't covered as of five hours ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. I was like word. And, but then um, they said, you know, you can apply for um, Medicaid and whatever. Cause you're out of school and yes. you don't have any money. And I was like, cool. Yep. Yo, my child was $3. The co-pays were like $15. <sighs> And so when I got the bill, I was like sweating and <laughs> I opened before it. before Obamacare. This is before. Yo, I was sweating when the bill came and then I saw it. I was like, yo, let me hurry up and write this check before right. they change their mind. <laughs> so then oh, this $3 with postage. Let me check my real quick. This exactly. is our problem. Right? Let me, like, amazing. let me like go through the change in my purse. <laughs> and then, then you found yourself in single motherhood. Yes. Yeah. When my son was three. Three. Mm-hmm. And so what was that transition like? That was wild because... Um, I came from a single parent household. Okay. I have a sister. She's five years younger. Um, five years, 10 days. We're both Tauruses. We have a Aries oh. mother. Hey. Oh, Lord. Hey, mama. Oh, oh you Aries? Shut your mama out real quick. Go ahead. Okay. What's her name? <laughs> so that was intense. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, then. It could be sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes it can be. Yes, exactly. Fine. Right? So, um, so, I had, so I had my mom and. That was the example, like someone who was always working. There was a struggle. She was stressed. Um, And so I was like, I don't want that for myself. And I was really in conflict about leaving because of the stigma attached and also to be repeating the legacy. So um, that was something that I held for a long time. Mm -hmm. And finally, I overcame it because it was like really no reason to stay. It really felt like much more important for me to walk away. And when I did that, I I also felt like I was able to blossom the work that I needed to do, like all these opportunities, like everything lined up. It was like the universe rewarded the courage. You know what I mean? So um, I had to do that. And um, and so, you know, it was definitely difficult, but there's something that there's this ingenuity that comes with um, the naivete of doing something without knowing where the next step is, (laughs) you know? And you just figure it out. And it's not, it's like you can't think your way through. It's like you have to kind of like just surrender to it. Like this is happening and I'm going to breathe through and I'm going to get on the floor and cry and I'm going to do my practices and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to talk to my friends and I'm going to call my grandmama and pray Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm going to make it through. And in, in, in the midst of that, in between the notes that are being played is also silence. And in the silence is also answers. And in those answers are gift. And then I come on the other side of something like, how did I get here? But all the way I was carried, you know? So I feel like we're just anointed and all of the things that happen that challenge us, I know are here to, to really help us, um, you know, triumph through the other side. So I'm thankful that for the experience, because I would not have become who I am. And also to my son's father, because even though it's super, he's super challenging to deal with. Um, What's his son? He's he's a Libra, which I have. I have Libra rising. So but it's not that it's like he it's like he knows what buttons to push because he put them there. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like he knows exactly what to push. (laughs) And so then it's like I'm fine. And all of a sudden I talk to him. I'm like, damn, like I got to go do yoga or some shit. You know what I mean? This is like not cool. But 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 there's something that he gave me also, which is I think because he wasn't where he needed, where I needed him to be, I had to get where I needed to be on my own. And that propelled me much quicker than if I had support, if I was buoyed by his support. So I'm kind of on the other side of that. I am grateful because if it would have been another way, I would have been much more like maybe less motivated or maybe less inspired to do the things that I've done. So was it, how long was it just, was it you, just you and your son for many years? Yeah, it was me and my son for many years. And then my friend, I have a friend named Tracy. She's amazing. She came um, 
she was looking for an apartment. And I was like, oh, I have space. And so she came and she learned also parenting through me. And she ends up having a son now who's like maybe six. And so she kind of was there with my son and, and learned, you know, kind of how this thing works. Yeah, it was amazing. That community. It's so crucial. And it was really helpful to have because when I had to go out at night, I was like, yo, Tracy, can you watch him? You know, we just, Mm -hmm. you know, we made it work. And it for her, it was a semblance of family. For my son, it was like having an auntie, you know, around. And um, because my sister used to live here, too. So he had her when he was a baby. He had um, me, had his dad. His grandfather was always really close. And his, he sees his grandfather like every single day since he's a baby. So he's had a lot of um, community, never really any babysitters. He never had, like maybe I hired a babysitter twice because I always mm, left him with family. Wow, yeah, amazing. he's always been with family. What, so. was, what was something that you had to give to your son? Um, think back to when you were pregnant. So for me, uh, for an example, when I was pregnant, I found out I was having a girl. Mm. Cried because I didn't want a girl. Mm. Um, only because I was scared for her to be placed in this cruel world where she's going to be put considered second best to a man. Mm. Um, I don't think that anymore. But with that, I said, the gift that I'm going to give to her is to be fearless mm-hmm. and to work through everything and work her ass off at, by all means. Yeah. Um, and never look at, her, look at herself as second best. Was there anything that you thought that you would have to give to your son, being a young black man that you were going to grow him into being? You know, um, I feel like my son gave to me I feel like I'm trying to think, what is it that I feel like I really have given him? I mean, I feel like by example, you know, I show him how to be in the world. Um, Really, I think the gift is like empathy. One of the things that I thought a lot about and that I practiced and I still practice and teach a lot to, to parents, especially in our community where there's such a perpetuating culture of um, independence and wanting the baby to be strong and, don't hold the baby, don't spoil the baby, all these mm-hmm. things. I never put him down. Uh, he, I mean, he could walk. I was pretty sure he could walk, but <laughs> like, I just never put him down. I didn't put the baby down. People were like, put him in the, you know, whatever the container is called, mm-hmm. the playpen mm-hmm. or this other container. I was like, no, like I'm holding him, you know, like he expects to be held. Babies evolve to be held until they cannot, until they can get around on their own. Right. So, um, so I was like, um, no, I'm just holding him. And I know that for me that I know that hardwired him for um, this this really deep empathy he has and understanding. And um, he's just really he's a cancer, too. So he's so sensitive. He can walk into a room and be like, oh, somebody was crying. You know, wow. he's like an empath, but he's also really um, he's loving and he's kind. And he thinks about women in a way that I would like that I'm proud of and about people but really you know about women in a way that I'm really proud of and so I think that that is really important I breastfed him um long too which I'm thankful for because my mom also did it how long I breastfed till he was three my mom went till with me till one and a half and the first year she said I was 32 pounds at a year old and I couldn't walk so I mean I was like barely walking so I was like this big thing so I was like dang is he gonna also be 32 pounds but he wasn't so but yeah so you know I'm thankful for that because I can say you know for him I know he's never sick so it was like very helpful I think that was a gift that I gave him immunity yeah and um but also just like holding him and and making sure that he felt loved that he felt that the world was a safe place Elise how long do you plan on breastfeeding Sergeant? (sighs) oh Well, I said I was going to stop at a year, but I, it's not going to stop at a year. Mm-hmm. Just do it when you feel. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm with Sergeant pretty much 24-7. Yeah. So it's just what he likes to do. And yeah. now he's grown enough to where he's like, let me like, open yep. your shirt. Like, hello yep. with these yeah, buttons. Yep. He's just in place. <laughs> yep. Aram has her position. She goes, let me arch my back. Let <laughs> my legs out right here. Right. I'm hey, comfortable. Yep. Yeah. She goes, okay. Pull so, down. I'm like, All right, girl, they so. have their routine. Yeah, they know what they want. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like a year and a half. We'll see. I, I want my breasts back. I I was one of my breasts back. I'm looking too. at your breasts and they look fine to me, girl. Three uh, years. The titties are not high, honey. They, oh, they're yeah. here. <laughs> they ain't sitting up or nothing. They're here. That's fine. That's fine. But That's fine. it's but you know they I they were out to here. It's amazing what happens, right? Was yeah, it for they three were, years? They were beautiful. No, not for the three years, but they were beautiful in the beginning and. 
not what I was used to. I was like bumping into things because it was just like you're not mm-hmm. used to. I was never used to that. I was an athlete. So I was like they were always so small and yeah. suddenly they're here. And um, so that was nice to be filling out some dresses mm-hmm. earlier on. But then it was more like I, I had this. So on the other side of that, like of really desiring breastfeeding, there was something else for me, which was um, it being used as a device of control, because I think in my relationship with my son's father, you know, he was like, oh, the baby needs you because he needs his milk. And my son didn't take a bottle. So it was like, well, you need to be like, I can't be mobile if I have him and he needs the milk. So it was like a way to kind of make sure I was always mm, with him. Yeah. And so at a certain point, I was like, okay, I need to like bring this relationship to an end. And and I think that when I did it, it was very abrupt. It wasn't like we had a real conversation around it. And my friend, I remember we were walking through Chinatown and we were talking and walking and I was like, oh my God, I have to sit down. He's like, why? I was like, Filoni needs to nurse. He was like, what? <laughs> he, was like, he was like, are he you has serious? A job already. He was like, exactly. He was like, he's getting ready to go to school. He's like, what college. are you doing? Like, I was like, I'm sorry. Get and I sat up. on like one of those fire um, hydrants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I perched yeah. up and I was like, I'm sorry. And people was walking by and it was just a whole thing. He was standing there looking at me like, I know you're not really doing this right now. Your son is your height. Yeah. He was like, he about to pass you. So I was like, you know what? Um, he's like, you gotta, you ha- you have to end this. And I was like, you know what? I do, but not for the reason that he was thinking. It mm-hmm. was really, there were other reasons. And it was like, I did need to reclaim my body and mm-hmm. to have some time to myself. And my son was good. He didn't, yeah. he didn't know more. It was he really, got all the nutrients. Please. <laughs> he got all of my nutrients. I was like, I need to actually, you know, resustain myself. But right. today you are glowing. Oh, thank so you. That was a symbiotic. Oh, okay. Hey. hey, the baby feeds you back. Yeah. You better so, use your science. Now I want to get, I want to get even more personal. Yes. Um, Hey, yeah, you ready? <laughs> pillow voices. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now he's three. You've moved on. At what point did you feel comfortable dating? Because I know this is a huge thing for yes. single moms. Yes. Like, yes, it is. When does it feel appropriate? How do you introduce people? <sighs> what did that transition look like? <laughs> yes. So um, it was weird in the beginning. It felt guilty in the beginning. It was like, how could I? Um, also, it was weird because you your body is you're so used to it being okay. like n- like community property, mm-hmm. like people seeing it and st- it was weird. So, um I didn't have the same relationship with my body. I had to sort of um reorient myself with my body, rebuild and your sexy. It was more like re rediscover my topography, like mm-hmm. re like revisit the valleys and just, you know, reconnect. Um, I, I still felt sexy, but there were certain things that I just didn't like know about myself. Like I didn't know like, oh my, oh, these are what my legs look like now. Or this is what, like everything just looked different. I was skinnier after. So I was thin already, but I was really small after. So I was living in Harlem and it was like, nobody was looking at me because I didn't have a booty. I didn't have like anything that. It's true. Like nobody was looking. And in our community, like if you're you thin, that, yeah, yeah, people that are not checking for you. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and then like my white girlfriends would be like, oh, my God, it's so amazing that you're so thin. I was like, no, no it's not. No. Like Where my family my thinks that like, my, my mom, they're like force feeding me when I go home, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. um, So, yeah. So it was like kind of getting back into that. And then, you know, yeah, like reorienting myself with my body. And um, I think that. I did go on some dates and stuff. They weren't great in the beginning. And then I remember finally. How, what were you doing a date? You were Because it wasn't Tinder. Oh, no. There, there was no technology, exactly. y'all. So there like, was none of this. How were you? Good old, like. It was good old, like, hey, someone. I'm on the street. You're cute. Like, let me ask you for your number and yeah. call you. Mm-hmm. It was like that. Like, people literally walked up to you and asked you if they could call you. And which is like now stalkerish, I guess. But <laughs> I would <laughs> call you. Get, hey, mom. I would love hey, it mom. too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sorry, you, can I get your number though? Yeah, it was. It okay. was that. It was. It was literally that. Okay. Um. So that's how I was meeting people, or people would introduce, which was great because mm-hmm. they're vetted. I, I highly suggest that for moms, um, because it just you don't have the time, and also it's nice for somebody to vet for you and be able to vouch. And if they say this person's cool, then it's like okay, great. That I'm happy to to meet. I think the the app thing. You know, I know it's like, 
you know, you can just get more done in terms of volume. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't Ooh. know. But I think it's it, it seems like mm. it's a job, you it know, is, like you almost I mean, need like a Tinder, um, like broker or something to kind of like <laughs> do all the stuff for you and then kind of present your best five. And then you kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's the only way I would be able to do that. Yeah. So dating, um, did you, was it awkward? How did you feel about saying like, okay, I have a child? Oh, I said it right away. Nice. I said it right away. And I said it like, even I'd be at the bar and someone would ask me about myself. I'm like, yeah, and I have a son. And he's, you know, I would do that right away because I just want to weed him out. Like if, yeah. you're not, if you're not down, like this is, we're a package. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, cause eventually, like if I like you and eventually you're going to be my life, he's my life. So you, you like, it's not me. It's us. It's we are here. How would you feel if that person that you like was like, oh yeah, me too. I got 10 of them. Um, I probably not would <laughs> I would be like, really? I would be like, you know, I'm trying to be yoked with somebody who's on the same level. Yes, Maybe yoked. like one or two. Okay. I don't know about like no, 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's like, I, yeah, I don't okay. know. My pl- I can't even count that high like Mm-mm. with people. Hey. I'm like, wait, where's my one child? Yeah. Right. right. No. Um, I, but, no. But I do like if people do have kids and I think it's nice because they understand what it's like for you to step out, like what effort it takes for you to go on a date, mm-hmm. what what like you what you had to put into getting ready to like leave your child, settle your child, get yourself ready, go out, come back. You it's much more fun to just like watch a movie and yeah. eat some freaking popcorn with truffle salt and not be messing with them. <laughs> so it's like if you're not amazing, like why am I leaving? Especially Ooh. it's like two degrees outside and the That's sun's down at four. Go on a date. You know what I'm saying? I want to be, it needs to be amazing. So for me, it was like, boom, if you're, if you're dope, like we can do this. Right. But I want to know right away. Like, what is like, tell me what's going on with you. I have a kid. He's amazing. What, like, what's your story? Mm -hmm. And so I would start there. And I think everybody should, because you don't want to, it's like, if you're hiding something, then you're, you're, you don't feel complete in yourself and you're Mm -hmm. completely perfect as you are right as you know and we're all works in progress and so whoever we're meeting we're meeting at at a place where we're also being able to grow together so i want to meet somebody who's like ready for that not you know oh i don't know if i could mess with you you got a kid like please like, oh, you're a child <laughs> you know what i mean nerve. Yeah. yeah also it's amazing to meet a mother it shows so much about- you're like so responsible yeah. you're like loving yeah. you know what i mean you got your shit together you got your shit together no matter what okay <laughs> So True. you're keeping something else alive yeah. and you're probably not interested in like having another one right away. So you're not going to be pressed. Boom. Like the way that they think, OK, like all these other people that they're dating, they're yeah. like, oh, my God, let's I get a baby. a baby now. Yeah. We're yeah, like, we chilling. Yeah. We're chilling. Yeah. We can go on vacation. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, mommy, can you come stay for a week? Right. <laughs> I'm going to fly you in. <laughs> right. Right. So now. Now you're engaged. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. Yes. Oh my God, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what does your new chapter look like? And what did, what did that transition look like introducing your son to your now fiance? So that was wild because my son was really, I mean, we would go down the street together and guys would be like, oh, I see you got your bodyguard with you today. Because <laughs> my son was like, um, are you looking at my mom? He would not play. Like he would just like if we would hold hands, he would come in between, separate the hands. He was very. He was like, I'm. I'm not with this. Like we ain't doing it. Was always this. you and him. Yes. Like, nah. nah. He was not with it. And um, I remember he had things to say. He had critiques. He had all kinds of um, information to share about. Nice. Yeah. He wasn't playing. Um, but what I think was really great was. Um, eventually he came around and it took him time, but eventually he came around and we had a fire. And when we had our fire, it uh, brought everybody close together. And my son, I think, got to see that like, okay, there's something. He he just let his guard down at one point. I saw it actually happen. I I watched sort of his softening like, okay, my little crab shell, I'm going to come out and like embrace you now i'm gonna pile on to you like a little crap so um so then he he got cool after that but um it was it was like if this doesn't work like this is you know because it's like my kid is most important and so i'm not gonna have my kid suffer through childhood with somebody he doesn't like i don't think i could do it so i was like let's just see how this goes And, and so it did work and um but i definitely would say you know push out as long as possible the meeting make sure that this is somebody you really want to be with before you introduce because he will get so excited and it's like i want to see if they get along and but you make you got to make sure that you and this person get along and that you're really um 
you know, yoked for each other. And then when you bring the kid in, it's like sauce, you know, Mm -hmm. it just adds to the mix. And I think it also allows them to see another side of you. And, um, and then also to see how, um, how your baby really grows into this experience, this other person, how they can show up in their life and, and how they can have their own relationship separate. Like they have their own little like thing without me. Which is kind of like, what are y'all talking about? Right. You know? right. That's, That's really cute. It's right. cute. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. I think about from a child's perspective, it's like, okay, my mom's dating now. I walk in my house and I see some men boots here. Like, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my son would be like, your coat is over here. And like, he would be like, um, yeah, I think it's time for you to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she would be like, off in my he's house? like, we're going to bed. So Ooh. where are you going? <laughs> Like he would be like that. And yeah. I was also very respectful and be like, you you do need to go. Like you do need to sleep at your house. And like you can't, because I didn't want that. I didn't want him seeing that. Yeah. Holler at me when, when he's out of town. Yeah. Or like we'll go yeah. out. You can come over, but you do need to go home. Mm-hmm. And then I'll stay over by you. But I'm keeping this. This is Sacred. like his sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It has to feel a certain way. And I also want to uphold values for him that... Like I, you know, if I go to my grandmother's house, like you can't, we well, got to sleep separate wings okay, of the house. Until you married. Thank you. You know what it is now. <laughs> you already know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all mm-hmm. been together forever. <laughs> it's like, excuse mm-hmm. me. Excuse me. I know you ain't walking down the hall. <laughs> mm-hmm. You better go to the wing of the house that ain't got no electricity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so I was like, let me show my son what my, something that my grandmother would be, res- you know, proud of. God yes. rest her soul. Yes, yeah. Granny. Yeah. So we we can't um, we can't end this without circling back to your work, mm. and then you know, because the work you do is so important and so powerful, and I think it really resonates with Lizzie and I because both of us. I started in a home birth. Lizzie had a home birth. Yes. The importance of. Having a doula, mm-hmm. I kind of put that job on my friend after I fired my doula. Yes. I but, didn't call my doula. I said, no, don't come. Yeah. <laughs> True. I didn't I didn't end up needing one either. Yeah. It's okay. It's next like, listen, you know, my next baby Latham. Wait, I got you. That's we right. got some time though. Um let's let it let it let the baby be little. <laughs> and birth order is very important, right? Let the baby have their space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How did you find your way from your calling as a doula to mm. then being thrusted into like the doula of like hip hop royalty, <laughs> you know, like literally I'm, I'm, I'm checking people on Instagram and I'm like, of course, of course, Latham is there. Right. That's you, so funny. You delivered. I don't know if I can say DJ Khaled's son. Mm-hmm. Who's what? Like the hip hop baby. I know. So funny. So adorable. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, so Angela Simmons. Yes. Who else? I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, I'm I'm like such a reality TV person. Oh my god, I love that. That's so funny. I live for all reality TV. So then I saw that. You deliver candies, baby. Oh, Santana. Yeah, I love Yeah, I really enjoy them. They're on the new Love and Hip Hop. They're so cute. Yes, I know. I always do the Erica, but that's you gotta watch (laughs) Love and Hip Hop for that. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I love that. How did your like your calling, your passion, then translate into like this huge platform? You know, I think um, it was like you just start something and then you commit yourself and then you just stay like this without distraction. Distraction comes, but you have to just remind yourself that I'm here to do this, you know, so it's constantly like Mm -hmm. weeding away. And so things come all the time that that I could commit to. Yeah, I do it to people a lot that I don't mean to because I want to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like people don't understand that when you're growing something, when something's really delicate, that it takes time to cultivate. And so it needs your attention. And when you, as soon as you turn away, right, as soon as you don't water your plant for two days, you go, you're like, what? It's bone dry and it's mm-hmm. like this, right? And so that's with our work. It's like every day you have to show up. Every day you show up and you do something. And those seeds really help to... Um, so the work right and it helps you to like create root systems that then grow underground and so a lot of the work that people see now is like I was it's like you couldn't see before because it was happening it was all underground it was all happening and these in, intricate systems were at play and now people see stuff that's just at the surface but underneath there's so much right and so someone's like oh my god it's like that's amazing you're able to do this that's so crazy. I'm like, no, I've been doing that all along. Yeah. Right. So I think it just is like our perception of 
like what we see and then also like what we see, right? And then what we see mm-hmm. in our hearts. And so um, I just think we have to adjust our vision sometimes and, and, and so look inward and think about these processes, these sacred processes like birth. And, you know, when you enter that space, it's like you close your eyes and you can see, right? Like you spend a lot of time, like really focused on what's happening internally. And there's something unfolding that people don't get to, they're not privy to until the baby arrives. Yeah. But the entire process of cultivation and of growth is happening, whether you're aware of it or not, it's happening with, with or without your awareness, right? If we, and when you tune in, it's magical. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like our work is that, like this journey. I'm so thankful that you all are using your platform in this way because for people to have examples of um, black women that are embracing our um, really our nature, which yeah. is to to root ourselves in process and in ancestral wisdom and to connect back to source energy is really important um, living in this world. Right. Yeah. And so um, for me, I think it's just that it's just like, you know, tapping, just staying just I'm the Taurus. So it's super easy to stay grounded because yeah. I like to be like yeah. here on the ground, yeah. you know, nesting. So for me, it's that and then, like I just commit. And we also don't quit stuff, Tauruses, right? So I don't quit stuff. And so that's how I, I, I can build things because I stay, I, I actually tend to them. I'm a really good nurturer. So um, also I'm super creative. So I say, oh, I should do this. And I actually execute my ideas. Mm. So I think that's really important too, is like, irregardless of um, whether you feel under-resourced or you feel like you don't have the support you need right now or that you don't even know what the vision really fully looks like, that you should still take the steps. You should still walk the path because um, on the other side of that is the glory, right? So we have to take that journey. And I think that wherever you are, if you feel like you're moving into single motherhood, if you feel like, man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can leave my job. I don't know if I could start this new business, this dream, this goal, whatever, that like all of us are compelled to do something. Then we're born on mission and we have something sacred that we have to offer the world. And it's, not just your birthright, but it's your mandate. It's like a sacred mandate to unfold it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm like unfolding and I'm unfolding and I'm just asking God, how do I just make this beautiful for you? How do I, how do I do this? And then I just, I'm just like letting him order my steps. Like that's just what I'm doing. And it just happens that it's fun, right? Along the way. Amazing. That's a good. This is a nice holiday. Yes. You brought in my steps. I have gifts for you, though. Yes, Yes, you do. I love a gift. Okay. And I open it in person and I give you my happy face. You do it. Very happy like that. I unwrap my gifts. Okay. Yes. And it's beautiful Mm, and pink. mm, I will will take. mm, Thank you. So this is like, this is Own Your Glow. Own Your Glow. That's my book. Came out in 2017. It's amazing. A soulful guide to luminous living and a crowning the queen within. And you open it. Oh my God. Those are my earrings. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They fell in there. That ain't for you. That's not for you. Put I'm that so back. Sorry. This has to stay in the book. I'm so sorry. This comes with the book. My this earrings are in the book, y'all. <laughs> These beautiful earrings are sitting in the front. But you page. know what? I'm gonna have her send you those earrings. These are beautiful. Aren't those amazing? They Give her earrings back. Okay, I will. I'm. Uh, but I'm just like you know you get you taking the gift back. I'm just like, see, you know she's like, yo, you're, you're, you're doing. See, okay, okay, you have to sign and it then for us. I will sign it for you. And this is our scrub that we make. You know how this is the season of getting ashy. This is a season of getting ashy. I am ashy in the summer and the I mean, fall. Can we talk about, so like hydration mm. is very important yeah. to brown people. Yeah, it is. Right? And um, so anyway, this is amazing because you can scrub down your skin. Ooh, I'll be scrubbing. It's so scrub good. Smells nice. Very good. Yeah. It keeps me from being ashy. Lincoln gave us a mama glow for good medicine beauty. Desert oh, sand body polish. Yes. Scrub. Raw it's honey. It's so good. Yucca and calendula. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. good. It smells great. It's ready. Good. Okay. Thank you so much, Alatham. Um, you if you'd like to stick around, we're going to have a quick DM slide yes. where our community comes. Oh, well, this is just extra, whatever. Yeah. But let's go you into the DMs. Di- let's go into the DMs. <laughs> Damn, you look good. Uh, let's talk about the gifts. And the Palo Santo, because we got to clear the energy. Got to clear the energy Everyone, for 2019, Latham y'all. Was on the front cover of a magazine called Experience Life. It's the December issue. Listen, and this is beautiful. And You she, knew glow is your thing. You, Yeah. I love y'all. 
So who's been sliding into the DMs? Um, community. Oh, let me tell you who's sliding the DMs today. It's that time again, sliding in our DMs. <laughs> this one was very Are you reading it today, Lizzie? Sure. Uh, today who's sliding into our DMs <laughs> is Diamond. Diamond is 24 from Charlotte. Cute. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, she goes, hey, I'm Diamond, 24 years old, and my baby Nova will be born January 19th. Super excited. Yay. But ever since I became pregnant, I can't be around certain people. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And sometimes I come off mean. I also don't want them to be part of my child's life. Am I wrong for that? And did any of you guys get this feeling towards other people? And if so, how did you handle it? When, <laughs> when I've seen this DM. I was like, oh God, Lizzie's going to have a field day. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Not only did I feel this way, the entire way. When I mean, I felt when I felt my titties tender, <laughs> meaning that I was pregnant. You know, when I yeah, first got yeah. the inclination, I was pregnant. I said, I hate everybody. And none of y'all, I'm going to cross out everybody from unless not you going to know, not you going to know, not you going to be in my face. Everybody was excommunicated. I was like, you're not worth my new me. <laughs> and you're not going to be worth being around me and my new baby. We are gold. Um, yes, but then guess what? I realized that was so unnecessary. <laughs> it was just beyond. It was so unecessary. So Diamond, hey Diamond, I'm an Aries. <clears throat> yeah, Aries. The, like how many nothing. times have you told us this episode? You you want to count? Because I'm surprised you didn't announce that you were don't eat meat. Because every episode she got <laughs> Ooh, I don't eat meat. Okay, vegan. I stopped it Horns and I, I never up. said I was a vegan. Okay, that's fine. Um. So, Diamond, it's, I was there, I was you, and it was cute, and it was necessary, and I was the whole, like, I am, it's me against the world feeling, and then I delivered my baby, and the most beautiful thing came, and that was community. Yes. And people showed up for me who I didn't even consider during my pregnancy. People performed, people, at least, you came into my life, you revisited in a new chapter of my life, and, you know, I... We weren't thinking about each other when we were four months pregnant. No. You know, but you can't, you you don't know who's going to be the gem in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is so beautiful about um, having a baby is that when baby comes, comes so much growth. So you can't really count and delete the blessings or delete things out of your life. You can only be an open arm and accept things. And you are never going to be prepared for what those new seeds are going to, you know, sprout out to be. So I learned the lesson because I was you. And you do not need to be that way because there's just so many beautiful blessings that happen when um, you deliver. So, okay, you got a few more months. You're going to deliver in a few months, right? No, no, she's next month. She's next month. You got about three weeks to get it together. Girl, humble yourself. So humble yourself. Stand However, up very strong. Lift yourself from the sand and stand strong. Use your gift of discernment. Yes. Also. You should. <laughs> Yes. Yes, yes. Because if you have a feeling that maybe someone shouldn't be a part of your new life and around your child, that is that's a that is spirit. That is that something is deep within you that's mm-hmm. like that is true. But that, that happens wisdom. naturally. It does. You that, don't have to force it, Diamond. Yeah. And I'm not gonna speak like I'm some old lady, but Diamond, you're twenty four <laughs> and you are at such like a gosh, twenty four. You you like lean on people. I I think about how much, um, yeah, like you were saying, Lizzie, women have come into my life and I imagined myself at 24 having a child and how much, even now at 30 having a kid, how much I appreciate the wisdom of women. Mm -hmm. So like allow that wisdom to come in. Yes. But if you feel funny feelings, that is God talking to you. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Release Mm -hmm. it. But don't be mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, don't be mean. You don't like, then what do you mean. have to say? Yeah, about yeah. I was, I was gonna say, oh, I still feel that way about a whole bunch of people. Sure, <laughs> I sure. No. Right? Like people get the boop every month. Yeah, people. Yeah, I'm really good at, um, you know, Tauruses. This is like a gift that we have mm-hmm. of being icy. So, um, yeah, I can be, I can be this way. But I feel like, um, you know, the discernment piece is very important, right? Like being able to to cut it on and off, you know, knowingly and. Also understand that um, on the other side of this, right, is the postpartum period. And so if there's these feelings and if they're connected to disappointment or abandonment or rage or upset or, you know, it's really important to uncover this now and maybe find supports, whether it's community supports or 
um, mental health supports so that you can unpack some of it so that um, you don't constantly frame everybody as um, an enemy or someone that's going to disappoint. Right. Because people are going to disappoint, totally. but they're going to try to show up in the way that they can. Yeah. And like you said, Lizzie, people who you did not expect to show up will show up and the people who you really depend on will not. Ooh, yeah. And so... Um, yeah. it's really important to kind of now start figuring out what's this community look like? What's my sister circle look like? And then how can I fortify myself in these next few weeks so that I can receive and, and these, these people that I do not want around, like they may turn around and be those gifts, like those, those people that you were talking Absolutely. about. So I wouldn't rule people out, but I would rule out behavior yeah. that doesn't make sense. And I would, you know, like any nonsense, it's so important to really maintain low stress. Mm -hmm. You know, people think about, you know, like, oh, I don't want to like, you know, you're killing my vibe, you know, mm -hmm. but like you can't be hanging around people who are killing vibes and right. stealing vibes because you know what? The the womb is the first environment. And so your baby is exposed to the the toxic soup of emotional distress. Yeah, And so you don't want to, you know, have that fester. You do want to bring to surface stuff that's like sitting inside of you that's making you feel uncomfortable have those difficult conversations because that's what motherhood is about that's what being grown is mm -hmm. about yeah. and and then yeah like keep the people who you know should be in your life and like yeah and then leave the people who don't yep you know and i also think that motherhood is about being selfish for those newborn yeah so if there's anyone that's now allow not allowing you to focus on yourself and focus on this new baby then you can give get them out of here get yeah them out of here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's all <laughs> that's it mm-hmm and on that note, love yourself. Yes. Latham, so, thank you. Latham, thank you so much. Oh, Tremendously. Thank you. We appreciate your candor. I know this this episode is going to resonate. It yes. resonated with me. I was yes. like, oh, note. Yes, sure did. <laughs> Noted. Sure did. Aww. And I just want to let you know for the record, had you called me January 6th, I would have opened the door for you if you were my doula. You would have. I closed the door on my other doula, but you would have got the door open. Aww. I felt, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. And also... I'm glad you brought that back up because I felt guilty saying I fired my doula. It just didn't work out. But yeah. she's she's wonderful. But I want to speak to that because I think it's really important that so many women don't feel safe in voicing their opinion. It doesn't mean that you're not a nice person, that you're not skilled enough. That It means that for the experience that I want, I need a certain type of energy. And I intuitively know what that is. Yep. And I'm not feeling that. And so what's most important is how I feel because my hormones are governed by my emotions and my emotions will determine how my labor flows. Mm -hmm. So you really need people who you who you can vibe with. So I'm 100 percent with like, you know, booting people that are not like if you. it's like if you don't feel 100 percent, then like, no, that's it. Like, it's easy to find somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. not. Or not. Yeah. Or your friend will step up in that's the 11th it. hour. And that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Naima. Oh, and uh, thank you, Latham. Yes, thank you. thank you so much. Blessings, and until next time. Oh, you're gonna say blessings though. That's what hey. that's what Latham got you saying. Blessings. We're gonna close the show with a blessing. Merry Christmas, guys. Oh. Happy New Year, everybody. Oh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Good Happy night. day. I love it.